Welcome to 2022, a year alive with possibilities. I spent the better part of 2021 making plans, then creating goals and schedules and lists of priorities. By and large, the year was extremely productive on the work front, academic front, and towards the end of the year, even my personal life benefited. I always believe in doing things on purpose. Deciding on areas that need improvement, identifying areas of deficit, and then crafting a plan to level that area up. I think like me, most of you too have been socially conditioned to continuously level up. Be it in terms of professional development, social circles, homes, cars, etc. Case in point. Recently, a friend who purchased a new car commented that her car needed to be in the same class or above as that of her ex-husband's for her to have leveled up. Furthermore, an older relative commented that if one were to have an affair, one should ensure that the girlfriend was more beautiful than the wife to ensure that you actually leveled up. We all see leveling up differently and operate in a manner that suits us. As the year drew to a close, I had the question pop up wherever I socialized. So what's your New Year's resolution? People went into detail explaining their resolutions for 2022 and it appeared, to me at least, that their resolutions were more elaborate than those of the previous year. Whatever their reasons were, it was all valid and interesting. I however did encounter the anti-resolutionists who firmly held on to their ideology and almost interrogated the resolutionists. Very soon though, it must be said that all eyes and judgment were leveled at me when I said, I resolved to do this. I must say, the honest display of disdain was rather refreshing to behold. People openly judged me. I was asked if I was depressed, if I needed to talk, if I was okay. It could not be comprehended at all that I hope to spend 2022 doing less than I did in 2021. I must therefore be ill. The pressures that society oftentimes we place on ourselves to do better, to be better, causes lots of anxiety. I think of single young women in particular and the pressures that they experience to get married. As if somehow being single makes you less valuable than being married. Or the pressures placed on young people to go to university to pursue academic careers. Or the pressures placed on young men forced by fancy cars as an outward expression of their attractiveness and how successful they are. While continued improvement is evolutionary, and thank goodness for that, since I cannot imagine a reality in which I'd be forced to be a housewife or kids married or to stay unhappily married, or even, heaven forbid, be forced to hold my tongue and mind my mattress. I oftentimes see the negative effect of all of these pressures that we consciously or unconsciously place on ourselves and those around us. 
I was so blessed to be given an opportunity to spend six days along six glorious days. An absolute luxury for me. The idea of a long time is driving to the practice. During these days, I got to choose how I wanted to spend my time and more importantly, whom I wanted to spend it with. The experience was liberating. The space and time this period afforded me was invaluable. I was able to process thoughts and feelings filed in file X. I had the luxury to sit over a cup of tea and just contemplate life and my role in it. This creation of time and space allowed my creative juices to flow again. And I was able to consolidate feelings, thoughts and ideas. This is truly the best gift I had received in years. I soon learned though that I was late to the party and that people had in fact been gifting themselves time and space for years. Initially, I considered that perhaps this was essential for females since multitasking was our default factory setting. I soon learned that men loved this gift too for similar reasons to mine. For time and space created clarity and calm. So it occurred to me that time and space had multiple benefits for me, apart from the consolidation of thoughts, feelings, ideas, and the resurrection of creativity. I felt physically invigorated. My mood, usually good, was elevated. I had a clarity of thought and focus that I missed. In addition, I had the luxury of focusing on one idea, one thought, one action at a time, resulting in a final finished product. My past learnings I was able to direct it to myself and the overall outcome was joyous. It occurred to me therefore that this is probably what the 5am club taps into, the time-space stillness, since through this we are more in touch with, connected to our higher self, our essence, whatever you choose to call it. I found too that when we reintroduced back into society, I was in a considerably better frame of mind. My heart rate was slower, my voice was at a lower register and slower pace, and people in my company felt at ease and peaceful. I also found it easier to disconnect and reconnect to myself. One week, and I had become discerning about what I wanted, who I wanted to socialize with, and the thought of living alone became more and more attractive. So when I reflect on the stares and judgments I got when I declared that in 2022 I want to do less, this is what I mean. I want to spend no time with people who don't resonate with me. I want to discard the societal expectations of the elusive perfect. The perfect body, the perfect mind, the perfect mum, the perfect anything. I want to interact only with people who, like me, are fearless and embrace their vulnerability rather than hiding behind a facade. I want time and space and stillness 
that only I for. I want to do this. And the things that I do, the relationships I have, the actions I engage in, will be with great vigor, with untapped passion, and with pure honesty. Anything else would be a sacrifice of my soul, a compromise of myself, a lie to the universe. Another revelation and benefit of time and space is that one is able to identify space fillers, things, thoughts, emotions, people even, that occupy space in one's life. In letting go of these things, one creates space to draw in thoughts, emotions, people that add value and fuel you. So this is what I mean. Unresolved feelings, anger, resentment, loss, longing, all these things take up space and energy. And as long as one develops a commitment to these, an attachment, say for example, to anger from years gone by that one hasn't processed yet, it occupies space. Space that can be filled by something else. Space that can be filled by hope, by love, by motivation, for example. Then one functions from a space of attachment to the unresolved emotion, action, or even person. And functioning from this space is counterintuitive. Functioning from this space is, in essence, functioning from a space of lack. And if everything is energy, then you are resonating the frequency of lack integration. And then what will be projected back to you will be the frequency of lack. So holding on, not letting go, not freeing space that allows for feelings, holding on and resonating a frequency of lack should be processed and cleared. If one wants to truly reauthor your life, if one wants to create time and space for abundance, so this reauthoring I'm suggesting is a process in which people that know you, that love you, may think that you've lost your mind. Because I'm suggesting a re-evaluation of your value system, a re-evaluation of the emotional bonds and contracts that bind you, a re-evaluation of thoughts, feelings, behaviors that have maintained the status quo, keeping you predictable, keeping you connected to thoughts, feelings, behaviors that occupy your space and time. And the truth is, as long as you are predictable and commitment committed to the you you were living, and as long as you are committed to unresolved feelings, anger, resentment, disappointment, people who don't really love you will be comfortable with the status quo. Those that love you, however, although shocked at first, will start to support your commitment to self and abundance. Growth in living your truth inspires people around you to do the same. So, realizing that if 2022 is really to be the year of the great reauthoring, we cannot hold on to these habits of the past, these emotions of the past. In doing so, 
we create another year of the same. Another year committed to feelings, thoughts, behavior that kept us where we were. If we are to truly reauthor our lives, we should change these. Because if the past years you lived in a state of lack and you continue to do so, it is very unlikely that you will attract abundance, be it in the form of health, wealth, relationships. If you lived in a state of fear and didn't attract possibility or joy, living in the same state will only attract more of what you already have. Because if you let go of lack and fear, you have room for possibility. And in order to get to that, space, time, stillness is required. To get you from a state of fight, flight or flee, in which we see lack, experience fear and see problems, to getting you to a state of rest and restoration, in which we move to a state of possibility and abundance, a state of creativity, a state where we see solutions rather than problems. Time and space is needed. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to be reflecting on how to do this using myself as a case study. And hopefully, you will be inspired to do the same. So when I say in 2022, I want to do less, I mean I want to do less of what hinders abundance and flow and prosperity. 2022 will therefore be the year of the great reauthoring. I'm hoping that as we embark on this journey this year, you too will find the courage and conviction to stand firmly in your vulnerability as you discard all and everything that does not grow you. As we venture forth, may we fearlessly access the warrior that lies within us as we commit to show up fully, to show up vulnerable, and to show up fearlessly. Until we meet again, have a vulnerable and fearless week.